Well, thank you, Parliament. That song was called Super Groovalistic Profunctica. And anytime you have that, you know something's happening. And it's the top of the hour, guys, at KRFF 95.9, LPFM, Moorhead Fargo, 701-478-4959. Stream it at RadioFreeFargo.org. They archive shows. You can listen to this one, which is called Can I Talk Indeed with Wilson. I'm Wilson. Uh, we used AI the last hour, but from noon to 3, we got side stage with Trav. Directly after me is Stinky Arts Music Mart. But where are you at now? Where are you at now? Well, this is we're going to talk about cannabis, the legal aspects of cannabis. We're here to change the law, not break the law. Speaking of law breaking, well, we're definitely going to have to talk about the riot that happened right outside my apartment building on Saturday. So, you know, we're, you're not going to be able to escape that. Um, so I'm going to talk about cops today. We're going to talk about cops. And uh, so Pot Topics, 420 Spotify. You can listen to us there, too. Can I talk in deep? And uh, again, um, we're going to cover uh, cannabis news. Uh, there's not a whole lot specifically when it comes to the direct legalization kind of movement, you know, because, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but everybody's, you know, you're either burning something down or you're getting something burnt right now. And um, And if you're not wearing gloves, you know, you could get the ick. So we're kind of kind of preoccupied but sadly there are things that are happening regarding cannabis it's not necessarily positive but it's definitely happened happening and i'll cover it at 420 um and until then i'm going to play some tunes and i'm going to tell you how nice it is here in fargo indy for freedom of cannabis act that's the constitutional petition that we're trying to push uh the deadline's screaming up on us you know if you if you hold your hit too long it'll be here and you'll miss it so let's keep rocking we got that last month i uh, just wanted to mention that there's a cannabis rally on maine and bismarck north dakota cannabis caucus my boy dustin david pyre gonna be holding it down friday 3 p.m to 7 p.m go loud get proud sign something and then send it in to jody and again you don't have to fill it up you just have to notarize however many you got Send it in. Uh, Tochi Products, they got the petition here. Not going to lie, the swath of COVID kind of blew through our options here. But uh, Smokey's House of Pipes and Tochi Products has the petition right now. Get in there and sign it if you want to. Let's make change. And again, thanks, Dustin David Pyre, for keeping it rocking. Cannabis Rally on Maine in Bismarck. Friday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Just want to shout out the mobile mental health crisis response numbers, 1-800-233-4512. If you ain't right, get right. For Love a Dog is a nonprofit all-volunteer organization dedicated to rescuing and rehoming dogs. Foster homes are an important aspect of For Love's mission. To learn more, please visit their website at http backslash backslash www.forloveadog.org. And a cat and a puppy. Well, thank you. So let's just keep right on screaming in here. We got the first song up. Tears for Fears. Here we go. Thought let's break it down again. Tears for Fears, Rule the World. That was from 1993. Tears for Fears got a lot of kind of fun, kind of, you know, almost called to, to you know, step up and, and do that sort of thing. Uh, Indie Cannabis Caucus Fargo. We're on Facebook. 
Canada Talk Indies on YouTube. The, we removed the songs on these shows, and then we archive it there. Go there and subscribe. We're trying to get cannabis legalized, and you may not know that you want it, but you do. And uh, we're just in those kind of times where we need something. Something needs to happen. And what better than a natural resource? You know, that's what I'm saying. We're not, we're not creating something. We're not synthesizing something. We're not modifying nothing. We're just using something that naturally grows. That's always grown. It's always just kind of been waiting there for us. Come on, you know, get your head out of your dark space. You know, we're still here. And that's where we are, so it's exciting times. And uh, I just wanted to mention again, Dusty David Pyre and Indy Cannabis Caucus going to be in Bismarck, the last I heard, from on Friday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. They're going to have petitions to sign. You go in there and do it. 420 Pot Topics, we're going to talk about, like I said, the cops. Oh, I just I just remembered Spotify. Kind of talk indie with Wilson. You can go listen to that somewhere. Uh, you know, it's a platform. You know, and wherever we can get out there, I want to get out there. Uh, I wanted to thank again Dwayne Hendrickson for uh, calling in. Uh, actually, the phones worked. It was a um, well, great phone conversation. You know, felt like a real person and uh, seemed honest. So, uh, if you're looking for somebody to vote against Doug Burgum, that's pro cannabis. Research him and then vote. And uh, it's exciting times uh, we're at, you know, because politically, man, it's not a great time to be a politician, I feel, you know. So we, the people, is just starting to even look, is just starting to look a little more appealing, you know, just as a general, let's take it back, you know, let's kind of start over. How did we get here? You know, because the reality is, is nobody else is working, but those guys are still working. You know, what are they trying to do to get us back to work? Well, they're not working or they're working, you know, and in some cases, you know, some of these big giants, they're showing gains during these times, you know, they're making profits. So I want to jump into some music here again quick. Here's Ray Montaigne. All right. What did we just listen to? Well, thanks for asking. I'll tell you. Strong enough. Brand new Ray Montaigne off the Monovision album. Three more days from the same author. The Collection 2006. Without further ado, let's do what we do. You know what time it is. See you around the other side of this. Get your snacks. Buckle in. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. That's where we're at here. Thanks for joining me. We're going to talk about uh, the cannabis news everywhere. That's what we're going to do. And uh, we got a lot to discuss but it's not necessarily the best stuff because there's you know a lot of bad things happening and uh cannabis is kind of getting sucked in you know and primarily i'm talking about looting you know we've got both pretty well you've got be real he's got a pretty big dispensary type cannabis line then you've got burner he's kind of a rapper dude and then MedMen, I don't know what's up with MedMen per se. I'm not sure who runs that. But they're, I mean, MedMen, I believe, is almost like a, well, I think they're in Vegas. Like, it's like a huge, they're big. And that's what a lot of people are saying. Well, they loot them. They've got insurance. They'll be fine. You know, and I think that kind of shows where we are in a society. It's like, it's either he'll sue or they've got insurance, you know. So, I, I don't know. Um, it just kind of, uh, kind of concerns me, you know, that we're kind of in this, but, uh, so we'll get started. Uh, I wanted to mention a story and it has to do with, uh, 
police officers in my own personal life. And then we'll talk about kind of the rally thing that happened on Saturday. And uh, basically, though, I just want to mention legalizing cannabis is something we should all get involved in even more now than before from a revenue sense, from a natural medicine sense, just just a community thing together. You know, people who grow together stay together. And Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act, uh, we're doing our stinking dand- dangdest, you know. Everybody out there <clears throat> doing hard. Leslie, Dustin, all Jody, me, everybody out there, Cam holding it down. You know, it's just to make something happen, you need, we need a lot of blood, a lot of tears. So, again, everybody that's, uh, you know, stayed with me and up to this point, Indy for Can- Freedom of Cannabis Act, man, I just, I guess I had forgotten to say this. I got so quick to, you know, to be critical that I forgot to say how awesome we are and how how much that we did get done. And uh, it's still not over yet. Um, I wanted to mention uh, about Arkansas so you can get a kind of a perspective here. All right. So basically the title, it's again, Marijuana Moment, Kyle Yeager. This guy's awesome. So I pretty much just borrow his stuff. And a federal judge gives Arkansas marijuana legalization activists a boost with signature gathering ruling. First thing you're going to think of is, oh, it's the Montana kind of electronic stuff. Well, no, no. Here's what it is. Um, a secretary must accept signatures that were not collected in person or notarized, which has been the existing policy. So you don't have to watch somebody sign it. So that's that's a pretty good thing, you know. So they have until July 3rd. To submit signatures. Now, people can download, print, and mail in, sign thing, you know, because of stay-at-home orders. But here's what I wanted to mention to you guys is that here's where they are. So, Melissa Fultz, executive director of the group, Arkansas for Cannabis Reform, shout out to those guys. She's quoting, I am still confident we're going to give a hard push these next four and a half weeks, hoping and praying that we get signatures and get them turned in and get on the ballot. It's almost parallel to us. And I think it'll pass once it gets on the ballot. And that's the thing. So Arkansas voters approved a medical cannabis ballot measure in 2016. You know, it almost seems similar to us being a Southern state to probably close minded as the state begins the process of reopening. They want to be engaging like a drive by gathering for people. You know, which is a good idea. You know, you just drive up. And that and that's now that I <clears throat> excuse me, now that I think about that out loud, a drive up would be a good idea just in general. Okay, so in order to make the ballot, the group needs to submit about ninety thousand ballot signatures. So way more than we need. By July third. Fault said they've collected roughly twenty thousand so far, and so these last five weeks will prove critical. They have a uh, twelve plant, like adults twenty one and over. Uh, licensing, these guys are almost parallel to us. So anyway, what I want to point out is, is this looks, if I look at the numbers here, this looks horrible for Arkansas. They look doomed, you know, and if I lived in Arkansas, that might have been my attitude, but it's not her attitude. They think five weeks, they can get 70,000 signatures, folks. That's so many. You know, and so that's, I would, I would think that's insurmountable, right? I'd be the guy that goes, ah, nah, nah, nope. Let's just pack it in and go watch the Simpsons, but not false. She says, we've only got 
20,000 so far, and I think we can get 70,000. So with that said, you know, I kind of want to say that to everybody. Uh, it's not over till the last hit's been taken. And anything is possible. To say that anything isn't possible is just, it's not the American way. It's not the uh, the attitude of success, you know. So I say, well, let's just give her heck then, you know. Let's act like, you know, it's the bottom of the ninth and there's no way we're going to do it unless we give everything we have and boom, you know. So a general thought process, you know, I'm back in. You know, there's not a whole lot I can do pretty much in Fargo, you know, I can get out on the street, you know, and I'm going to kind of get back into that a little bit. So I'm just saying like, I haven't, I wasn't really gone, but I'm back in my mindset. Like I'm not going to stop because it looks insurmountable because Arkansas thought it was insurmountable and their numbers are way more. I mean, 20,000 to get 90. Again, if that was me and the situation was here, I would say, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm out. No way. But they didn't, you know, So I got to adopt that same concept. So I'm going to knuckle down, see what I can do. At least I can just reduce stigma of cannabis, you know, um, just get in the people, you know, as long as we're still out there, we're doing our thing, you know, that's, that's all we can do. And, uh, you know, Highland Park was kind of interesting because Saturday, you know, I kind of went just as a, you know, just to show my support, you know say his name, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm kind of a looky-loo guy, so I wanted to check it out. There was a lot of people there. It it seemed kind of like, you know, like a big garage, you know, everybody waiting to get into, like, the biggest garage sale of the week, you know. It felt pretty, pretty, uh, pretty normal, you know. I, I didn't feel any sort of, you know, connotation that these are the kind of people that would get ugly. But again, everybody provoked can do things they didn't think they do you know you may not think you're a fast runner but i put a bear behind you you're gonna learn how to jog real fast you know what i mean you may say well i don't like to run well if you've got two cheetahs with their tails on fire guess who's not gonna guess who's gonna change their mind you and you're gonna start running you know so i don't know what i was talking about there but anyway I wanted to say then, so I got into the march, you know, I marched and we walked by my guard at the gardener where I live. And so I thought they were going back to Island Park. So I'm like, well, I'll jump up, you know, get another coffee. And then I'll uh, meet them back down at Island Park. So I did that. And I get down right by Island Park there and there's no really anybody around. It's pretty mellow, you know, and, uh, didn't seem like a lot of people. And, uh, I seen people getting uh, signatures and stuff, and again, I mean, your knee jerk thing is, oh, this is not a great time, you know, whatever. But racial disparity and cannabis persecution is off the charts. I mean, when you look at people in prison right now of color for cannabis that's legal in other places, it'd blow your mind. And if you were black and that was a circumstance for you, you would think differently right now than I would. Because that's not my reality, you know. So when it comes to understanding, that's what I'm asking you to do is that you really won't understand. But you have to. You've got to. Because I tell a story that involves me and my daughter here soon that involves cops and this whole just crazy thing with cannabis, you know. So anyway, 
so I did the march thing. So I go back to Island Park. Nobody's there. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I go home, hang out. I don't know what I was doing. I think I hung my hammock up somewhere. And then I hear, oh, they're coming back. You know, that would have been like six o'clock. So I went outside the gardener there and on NP, it kind of looked like, you know, like I feel like if you lived in like a Middle Eastern place or somewhere where there was like civil unrest, that's what it kind of felt like. It kind of felt like people were heading in, you know, like if, if a roadside bomb happened while they were driving, like that's kind of how it felt, you know, but not really. It's just... You know, there was no other traffic. Like, they were dictating. NP is a two-one, you know, it's not a one-way. But they were making it a one-way. And so they pull up, and I was trying to talk to my daughter a little bit, and I had to stop. So then I went on NP and Broadway, and that's where the cars that you've seen, they didn't keep going. They just stopped right there on Main, or right on Broadway. They just pulled up right in the intersection. And they got out. It was almost like a concert. People were selling T-shirts, just kidding. But it kind of had that feel, had that kind of excitement. Nothing really was going on at that point. And then right in front of Alaris, that would be north and south, there was about eight kind of riot kind of police that stood there. And then they moved and faced south on Broadway. And they kind of had been backed up to right about Broadway and First Avenue. And that's when it got just gnarly and it happened so fast. It was like the cop cars just weren't there. It weren't supposed to be there anymore, you know, to this crowd. So they started jumping on the cop cars, man, and throwing bottled waters. And it was, it was pretty intense. And then that's when it kind of, that's when it changed, you know, and I'm not going to lie um, for being sober, you know, two years being back behind that riot line was the, I mean, was the purest form of adrenaline that I've ever had and experienced in my life. I mean, I could imagine a little bit what it's like to be in war when they're shooting them, you know, pellets and smoke and you're getting the sting in your eyes, you know, and you're running and it was, it was crazy, you know, it's horrible what happened and I hope that it doesn't continue. But I understand, you know, I feel like Chris Rock, you know, I wouldn't murder that girl, but I understand, you know, and that's kind of where we are. If you don't understand what this is and if you don't understand that it's not about George Floyd per se, this is just a culminating thing, you know. So I would say to everybody out there, be safe, you know, be respectful. I think that's the problem we've got right now is that people are being respectful, to get their point across and then it kind of gets moot, you know? So I just wanted to say, first of all, before I get caught out of there, um, I'm just, I'm proud of everybody that's been working with North Dakota cannabis caucus, Indy for freedom of cannabis act. You guys are just stellar stand up people. You're not, you know, you're most of you. Okay. A lot of you, you know, don't have that kind of that political air or that, you know, that disconnection, you know, and the ones that are running for political office, I say here, here. And so I don't mean, those kind, because I know that you guys are going there to not be the kind that I'm referring to. And I just wanted to say it's just been great. And so I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be out, going to be visible. I'm going to hold it down with y'all until July 6th. And I believe July 1st is when it needs to be in. I noticed it said 22nd on Facebook. I just don't think that's right. So let's just assume that it's earlier so we can, uh, you know, get out and get it. Again, there's a cannabis rally on Maine and Bismarck. So get down there Friday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Can of Talk Indy with Wilson. Can of Talk Indy on YouTube. 
and you can go to Spotify as well. And all right, so let me see here. I'm going to read these uh, these dispensaries that were getting looted. But anyway, okay, so rapper who owns looted marijuana store. Okay, so anyway, Cookies, a well-known dispensary in L.A., was looted during Saturday's massive protest sparked by the killing of George Floyd. But the brand's creator and store's part owner, the famous rapper-turned-cannabis entrepreneur, Burner, says he is more concerned about the underlying injustice being highlighted and whatever. Anyway, he released a statement. The rapper doesn't condemn the people who broke into the store. Instead, he argues that human life is more valuable than any building. It's an extremely unfortunate what happened to our store tonight on Melrose, but as a human living in the world we're living in today, I cannot expect anything less until justice is served. We can rebuild our store, but you cannot bring someone back to life. And again, when it comes to cannabis and people that aren't white, just you'll never understand that. And if you understand that cannabis in certain states and in all of Canada, you're not looked at as a criminal because you're not. But if you're in a state that their revenue comes from the easy snag of cannabis possessors. And believe me when I say they do, they are preying on your money that they get. It's the cannabis people are the lowest hanging fruit of the criminal denomination. Tweakers are sketchy. They'll run you through a yard for 20 miles and then pop out on top of a garage with something they'd ripped off the, you know, with a piece of uh, rain drought, you know, stinking rain trough. And then be off with your car, you know. So everything but that requires policing to, in, in the end, protect and serve. And in my opinion, to protect and serve cannabis users legally, you know. But if you're in a state like South Dakota, it's corrupt, and specifically Corson County. I'm going to call it out here. So here's what happens. My daughter is a school teacher. Her first gig post, you know, college was in a town called McIntosh. Very, very small, right in the uh, Standing Rock kind of reservation area. Really small, 100 and some people. And uh, so I move her there last August. We get everything loaded in, and we decided to take a little drive around. There was some sort of weird rodeo going on, which I thought was weird because there's so little people there. So we pull in, and apparently I ran a stop sign going back to my daughter's house, which, again, this town is so small, it's probably just like two blocks away. I've been back to that town, and I'm still not sure where this stop sign is that they said that I ran. But they pulled me over, you know, they seen, and I had told my daughter before I helped her move that I wouldn't wear anything incriminating, you know. I'm an advocate. I'm advocating for cannabis legalization. You can best that you'll be able to tell when you see me. I don't go out into the public in disguise, you know. I live what I believe. And if I had to go to jail, which I have, I will, you know. It's not preferred because the food there is horrible. Has ever ate jail food? It's icky. Especially in South Dakota. So anyway, so, you know, so as soon as he got me in the car and he asked me about my button, you know, the one with Committee for Compassionate Care and this, you know, the vets and all that, he didn't even read the words, you know, like the disabled vets, safe access for disabled vets. You know what I'm saying? He noticed the pot leaf and he goes, what's that leaf? And I knew that I was done, you know, and 
I'm kind of stupid because if I was sneaky, I probably could have hid the dryer cannabis pen that I had. And again, I'm here to change the law, not break the law. I'm not proud of it. I just can't, you know, it just, it just is what it is. And so it was kind of something I had forgotten even was around, you know, so, and it wasn't my car. So anyway, so next thing you know, they get the dog out, me and my daughter, which we'll talk about this for our entire life. We're sitting in the car while they search everything. Okay. That was August. I went through the court proceedings. I paid the fine because it is a racket. There's no question. I mean, there was a guy that was in court that was getting in trouble because he had left his dog in a car. Now, again, that's wrong. I'm all about that. But they found a little bit of cannabis in the process, and he had a medical card three miles to the north in North Dakota. Three miles. And they said, well, you know here it's not. So pay. You know what I mean? This is a guy that, you know, whatever, it, it fires me up. But this is the kind of place. You're, you're not going to ever have a nice day. They're never going to pull you over for something and say, well, they're not even going to just give you the stop sign ticket. They're going to waive it. So anyway, my daughter finally, you know, that year of teaching's over. She's got another uh, job in Dickinson, which I'll actually be moving her to. Well, actually, she's there now. I just got to bring a couch tomorrow to Dickinson, which I wanted to say as I drive through uh, Bismarck, I'll honk my horn and uh, give you guys a shout out. Uh, when I'm in Dickinson, uh, reach out to the social media if you want me to sign something, you know, bring some. I don't know if I can bring petitions, but uh, if you guys are, you know, hanging out or whatever and uh, or, you know, where the good Kratom is, shout out and I'll be in Dickinson Friday and then we'll leave Saturday. But anyway, so she went Monday to Dickinson from McIntosh, like two hours from South Dakota into Dickinson there. So she comes home and she was driving eight miles over the speed limit into town. Now, anybody that hears me knows right away that's a horrible idea. You never speed in them kind of towns. It's just, and it's like, well, why? Because you're breaking the law? Well, no. If, if I break the law, if I'm speeding, that's going to equate dogs. And, and in South Dakota, urine tests. They will test you before they let you go. And if you're dirty, that's going to be your charge. It's called ingesting a toxic substance. You know, so it's crazy. So anyway, she's driving eight miles an hour. So, of course, boom, they pull her over. And this is just right by her house again. So she's thinking, oh, here we go, you know. But she was just speeding, you know. And so he gets up to the door, gets her driver's license, whatever, and says, how is your dad doing? So here it was the drug cop that ran the dog through that basically busted me in August, which is not quite a year but he's had so little going on that that still sticks in his memory. Like, he needs something other to do, I feel. But anyway, I just don't think it's legal. And one of these days, I'm going to have to get uh, Dwayne uh, or uh, David Thompson back in here or to call so we can kind of talk about everything that's going on with uh, just everything. The uh, the crime, the, uh, you know, like, well, George, everything. It'd be interesting to pick his mind. So maybe I'll try to get that hooked up for you guys. And anyway, so he asked her, is he staying out of trouble? Again, she was just speeding. And she looks very professional. She looks like a teacher because she is. I look like me, and I'm not going to make excuses for me. I'm an idiot. But she looks like a upstanding person of society that should have just got a speeding ticket. But instead, he goes... Is your dad staying out of trouble? 
can I search the car? So now she's back in the cop car with the dog, giving her the stink eye, while he searches. Why? Why? There was no smell. She looked like she just came from her classroom, because she did, right? But he remembered me in her car. So I feel like that's profiling, you know? But that's what happens in those towns, because nobody can hear you. Nobody hears your screams. And they'll get that money. And you best believe they will get that money. And to me, that's the definition of kind of dirty cops. And that'll play, you know, because that might not be technically illegal. But whatever happened to go, hey, you be, you know, hey, be slower next time there, buddy. Man, you know how fast you were going? You better slower down, okay? Have a good one now and tip his hat. That never happens now. If you get pulled over, you best believe they're going to pursue into your business. And that's been getting worse and worse throughout my lifetime. Because back when I was a kid, and you guys probably can hear here, when we like booze cruised out in the country, you know, and sure enough, one of us would get pulled over or whatever. How rarely we got in trouble. How rarely we got in trouble. You know, I just, so it's really tricky. So now just imagine if you were a black person in Corson County and you weren't a teacher who looks like she can pay all the bail money. It, it's a crazy place, you know. And uh, so I, I'm hoping for everybody's sake that change happens because in South Dakota, if they'll do that to her, I guarantee you there's racial disparity. I guarantee you there's been knees on necks that hasn't been reported. And I'm assuming, because that's what I do, because this is a show, but I guarantee you it just doesn't happen in Minneapolis with black people. It'll happen with any minority group that can be oppressed, that don't have the money to stand up, and that just wants to be able to be let go. And that has to stop you know and so for what price you know how far do you have to go to get change i don't know but if it was easy if it was something you could just ask in a sit-down session say now could you stop discriminating against us that that doesn't work that hasn't worked you know i mean photo ops and on and on and on it just gets Crazy, And then I would suggest you guys check out the letter that is circulating of the deputy chief that was back behind the lines, drinking a beer, apparently holding a beer, behind the lines, drinking a beer, apparently holding a beer. He was saying F the police, which he said he was undercover, but he wasn't supposed to be back there. So if he incited people, were they influenced by him? So... To what gain? You go in there, pretend to be a looter, but you act like a looter, so people just were looting with you? Well, what did you do? You know, how did you help? You know, what was the point? I mean, you didn't text the people in the line, go, hey, check it out, see me? You know, nobody knew you were back there? I don't know. It seems kind of wild. But anyway, I've kind of got to the end of this thing, and I hope I wasn't too boring for you guys, because uh, I'm not going to lie, I kind of winged it a bit. But anyway, Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act, we need to get that thing on. We got a lot of signatures, but if Arkansas can do it, we can do it too. Let's get them. And I don't know how much we need. We probably need 12000 or so. 
It's a lot. But Rome wasn't built in a day, and if you put your mind to it, you know, you can't. If you say no, then you never do it. So let's keep pushing. We got the cannabis rally at Maine and Bismarck, North Dakota Cannabis Caucus. My boy Dustin David Fire going to be there Friday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Karen Hedstrom, she's out there working hard. Uh, Leslie, I haven't talked to you in a while because we haven't had our meetings like we used to do. So I kind of miss you guys, to be honest. And uh, I know you guys have been working hard. We've all been working hard. And uh, good people are the ones that will put the effort in for very little money, very little political gain. You know, they're not doing it. We're not doing it for cash. We're doing it for grass. Oh, it just rhymed. It's just because it rhymed. But anyway, this hour of programming... On KRFF, 95.9 LPFM is being underwritten by Northland Vapor Company and Alpine Hemp. Northland Vapor offers e-liquids that are quality, not costly. Northland Vapor also carries a variety of CBD products from Alpine Hemp, ranging from capsules, tinctures, e-liquids, candies, gummies, coffees, teas, topicals, and CBD flour. Northland Vapor Company has locations in Moorhead, South Fargo, and Bemidji, or visit them on the web at www.northlandvapor.com and www.alpinehemp.com. You've been listening to Cannon Talk ND with Wilson here on Radio Free Fargo at 95.9 LPFM Moorhead Fargo. You can stream it on RadioFreeFargo.org. You can also go there and donate. Please do. We need the cash, and we need it bad. So if you got a little extra, I know things are kind of funky, but again, you're not going to be able to go anywhere that's going to allow me to talk about something that's kind of seemingly controversial in our state because it's uh, it's important. And we need to get the news out. We need to get cannabis legal because it's a medical, it's just a, it's a quality of life thing. This isn't about drugs. Well, it is. It's about not using the bad ones and using the naturally grown ones for us. You know, like things that were here before us. We should think about that stuff. Mushrooms, herbs were here before us. Things that we're making, we made, man-made but let's go back to the things that were made for us, that grown naturally. And, you know, we can get somewhere. Well, anyway, this next group of tunes, man. The first one is Stephen Page. He's the Bare Naked Lady guy. He's got new songs. And then the next one's If I Had a Million Dollars. Well, thank you, Bare Naked Ladies. First up was Isolation, Stephen Page. Kind of talking D with Wilson. That's what you've been listening to all hour. I'll be back here Thursday from 4 to 5. I love that you guys are listening. Uh, keep listening. Kind of talking D with Wilson. Kind of talking D on YouTube. Let's get cannabis legalized. Go sign the petition, Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act. Let's do it. And I'm going to jump out of here, David Allen. <laughs> 